This is an ABC podcast. Hello, everyone. How's it going? My name is Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hello. Welcome to News Time. This is a show where we take a close look at five news stories from right around the world. Are you ready to get going? Yep, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm ready. Well, you know what to do. Take us over to... Story number five. It's the beginning of September and spring is in the air. That means the weather's warming up and the flowers are blooming. Usually around this time of year, the warmer weather would be bringing lots of visitors to a town called Lawn in Victoria. It's right on the coast and it's a place that lots of people love to visit. But this year, it's been a really tough one for the little town of Lawn. Because there's coronavirus. Yep, and because everyone's doing such a good job of staying home, not many people have been visiting the little beach town. Staying at home helps keep everyone safe, but it does mean that a lot of shops and hotels and cafes haven't had any visitors. They don't get much money because not many people come to them. Mm-hmm. One lawn local, called Naomi, decided that she wanted to help cheer up her neighbours. She and a group of helpers got together and picked 10,000 beautiful yellow daffodils. They tied them into lovely bunches and delivered the flowers to every single person who lived in the town. So she could cheer her neighbours up. I love that idea, actually. That's so nice. I think those ones will write them a thank you card. Everybody loved the flowers. People in town said it was a beautiful start to spring and they appreciated this act of kindness after having such a hard time. All right, my spring chickens, time to turn our sights to the skies for our next story. Story number four. The night sky is full of amazing things. Twinkling stars and planets and a big bright moon. And with a telescope, you might even be able to see asteroids. Yeah, it's a big rock here coming from space. They're bright and twinkling and they're up in space. Yes, asteroids are rocks that are in space. And now... Five of them have brand new names. They've been named after Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders to say thank you for all their help teaching others about the stars. Indigenous Australians are some of the world's first ever astronomers. Someone who studies the stars. Yes, it's someone who studies space. Exactly. And the stars are really important in lots of Indigenous cultures. They've been used for thousands of years and in lots of clever ways. To see pictures in them. To find your way as a map. The stars can also be used to know when to grow and eat certain things. And, of course, for storytelling with the pictures we can make in the stars. We can catch them when they fall and put them back up. And we can make wishes on them. The people who've had asteroids named after them are Uncle Sega Parsi, Uncle Bill Yidamdumahani, Professor Marsha Langton, and Professor Marta Nakata. 
It's a way to say thank you for sharing all of this traditional knowledge with scientists. Thank you. Thank you. Astronomers today are learning a lot from Indigenous people to find out more about the connection between the stars, the land and the ocean. OK, stargazers, time to head out to sea now for... Story number three. Welcome to the Galapagos Islands. It's pretty noisy because it's home to so many weird and wonderful animals. But today's story isn't up here on the land. It's down below the surface of the ocean with a team of marine scientists and a special deep water submarine. It goes through the water, under the water. And it explores bottoms of oceans and you can see animals underwater. That is exactly what these underwater scientists did. They used a special remote-controlled submarine to explore more than three kilometres underneath the water. That's a lot deeper than you or I could ever dive down to. Using this special submarine, though, scientists are able to drive it from the surface and discover all kinds of things deep down below. Shells and lots of pebbles. Sea creatures. Sharks. Anglerfish. They found new types of coral and sea sponges, four new types of lobsters, and they even looked around some underwater mountains that are home to the most sharks in the world. Ooh. It makes me feel a teeny bit scared. But sharks, the truth of sharks is they don't actually want to eat you. They just, they just think you're seals. Yeah, you wouldn't catch me swimming there anytime soon. The great thing about the Galapagos is that the islands and the ocean all around them are part of a big national park. That means that they're protected from a lot of the things that people might want to do. Put plastic, paper and cardboard in there. And if fish eat them and then they get sick. I don't want to do that. I want to take care of our oceans. Me too. And there's so much ocean still out there to explore. Tell me, young scientists, what would you like to make an underwater discovery about one day? Definitely a mermaid. You'll be a no shark. It would look like me with feet. Now that would be quite a discovery. OK, explorers, now let's venture on to our next story. Story number two. On Thursday, it was Are You OK Day. What do you think that's about? Checking up on people to see if they're okay. It's about when you say, uh, are you okay? Yep. Are You OK Day is about being a good friend or family member and asking how someone is if you notice that they're sad. There are lots of reasons why someone might be feeling a bit blue. Some of those reasons we can see with our eyes, like if somebody falls over and gets hurt. Help them up if they fell over and give them a band-aid. Maybe give it a cuddle. That's a nice thing to do. But sometimes people can feel sad or hurt on the inside and we can't see it from the outside. That's why it's so important to ask, are you okay? So you know how they're feeling and if you need to help them. It'll probably help understand what's wrong or what's happening. Because that makes you 
know what they're feeling and you can help them feel better. You got it. There are some steps that we can all follow to help look after our friends if we notice that they're not having a great time. The first step is asking if they're okay in a quiet place that's not too busy. Step two is to listen. And I know that you are already really good at that. Listening carefully can help make people feel better. Because we don't want to make them even sadder because we talked over or interrupted them. Mm-hmm. And the last step is remembering to check in on them after a few days just to see how they're going. So you can see if they were sad one day and then they could get better the next day or still have a sad day maybe. I would ask and then help my friend get over her sadness. What wonderful friends you are. If you're not sure how to help, that's okay too. Sometimes it's best to talk to a grown-up that you love and trust and they can help figure it out with you. And you know what? We are up to our last story. Story number one. Lots of Australian zoos have been pretty noisy recently. Oh, that's better. It's been noisier because their residents have been having babies. Not just any babies, but babies of endangered animals. Do you know what endangered means? It means that they're in trouble. They're in danger and they need some help. And soon they might not be go extinct. Yes, when an animal's endangered, it means there aren't many of them left in the wild. So it's very exciting when babies are born to boost their numbers. Over in South Australia, there's a new baby southern white rhino. She doesn't have a name yet, but she has a very cute face and big feet that she'll need to grow into. She's not as big as her mum. And she doesn't have a horn yet. She's beautiful. And over at Taronga Zoo in Sydney, twin brothers have just arrived in a family of cotton-top tamarind monkeys. How do you think they got a name like that? Because it looks like it's cotton and it's up in the tree tops. Cotton-top monkeys have very good hairdos. It's all white and sticks up on their heads like a big cotton ball. Over at Melbourne Zoo, there are new baby otters and snow leopard cubs. And at Healesville Sanctuary, there's a new baby tree kangaroo named Chimbu. They've got a tail like a monkey and they live in the trees. Yup, and baby Chimbu's favourite thing to do is to use his mum's tail as a skipping rope. <laughs> cool! The arrival of all these new babies is great news for these endangered species. Some of them might even be released back into the wild so that their numbers can keep growing into the future. OK, my little monkeys, we have officially reached the end of our countdown. Thank you so much for all your help. It's time for me to go off and look for some fresh new stories for next week's show. Catch you later. Thank you. Hi, Ruby. Bye, Ruby. Ciao for now.